Good morning. Last week when we gathered together, we looked at Romans 10, verses 5 through 13, where we saw that to have assurance of salvation, we must have faith in the saving work of the one true God. But the natural question then becomes, how do we then have faith? And of course, the Apostle Paul answers this question as he continues in Romans chapter 10. So we read in verse 14 and following, How then will they call on Him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in Him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how do they preach unless they are sent? So faith, here's the key, faith comes from hearing and hearing through the Word of Christ. Saving faith comes through hearing the Word of Christ preached. And so this morning, we will turn our attention to Nehemiah chapter 8, verses 1 through 12, if you want to turn in your Bibles there. The people of Israel had been restored to the promised land after exile in Babylon. Ezra the priest and Nehemiah the governor have led the people to a national renewal. Just a few weeks prior to our present episode that we are about to read, they had completed the wall surrounding Jerusalem. And now they have been reassembled to celebrate a feast, the Feast of Trumpets, by hearing the law of God. As we read these verses, I would ask you to pay attention to the way the people of God received the Word, how they came to understand the Word, and finally, how they responded to the Word. So look down, starting in verse 1 of chapter 8 of the book of Nehemiah. And all the people gathered as one man into the square before the water gate. And they told Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses that the Lord had commanded Israel. So Ezra the priest brought the law before the assembly, both men and women and all who could understand what they heard on the first day of the seventh month. And he read from it facing the square before the water gate from early morning until midday in the presence of the men and the women and those who could understand. And the ears of all the people were attentive to the book of the law. And Ezra the scribe stood on a wooden platform that they had made for the purpose. And beside him stood Mattathiah, Shema, Aniah, Uriah, Hilkiah, Maaseah on his right hand. And Padiah, Mishael, Melchizedek, Heshem, Heshbadanah, Zechariah, and Meshlam on his left hand. And Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was above all the people. And as he opened it, all the people stood. And Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God. And all the people answered, Amen, Amen, lifting up their hands. And they bowed their heads and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. Also, Jeshua, Benai, Serabiah, Jamin, Echeb, Shebathiah, Hodiah, Maaseah, Kelaita, Ezariah, Jozebad, Hanan, Peliah, 
the Levites help the people to understand the law while the people remained in their places. They read from the book, from the law of God clearly, and they gave the sense so that the people understood the reading. And Nehemiah, who was the governor, and Ezra the priest and scribe, and the Levites who taught the people said to all the people, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep, for all the people wept as they heard the words of the law. Then he said to them, Go your way, eat the fat, and drink sweet wine, and send portions to anyone who has nothing ready, for this day is holy to our Lord. And do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So the Levites calmed all the people, saying, Be quiet, for this day is holy. Do not be grieved. And all the people went their way to eat and drink and to send portions and to make great rejoicing because they had understood the words that were declared to them. This is God's holy word. Let us pray. Almighty, gracious Father, because we know that our salvation depends upon our understanding of Your Holy Word. Give to us hearts that are not distracted by the things of this world, but rather hearts that hear and believe Your Holy Word. Give to us diligence and faith so that we can understand Your will correctly. Help us to cherish it and live by it so that You may be glorified and we may be satisfied in You. Through Jesus Christ our Lord we do pray. Amen. Trumpets are meant to be loud, and for good reason. They are an instrument that are designed to announce and to communicate. So when you hear a trumpet, you are called to pay attention. Growing up on military bases, I remember that fast-paced morning revelry as the flag was raised and the low sonorous evening taps as the flag was lowered. You see, the trumpet would announce, it would communicate when the day was beginning and when the day was over. In the Bible, the trumpet was used in a similar fashion, that is to announce, to communicate, and to call for the people's attention. They were used during battles for issuing signals and for making or breaking camp. The prophet Ezekiel tells us that a watchman would blow the trumpet to warn the people of a coming invasion. In Joshua, we read that on the seventh day of marching around the city of Jericho, the priest blew the trumpet and the people shouted and the walls fell down. And we read in 1 Thessalonians 4.16, When the Lord Jesus returns, He will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God. When the trumpet sounds, the people are called to listen and to respond to what is being announced. In our passage for this morning, we come to a celebration of the Feast of Trumpets. And yet, somewhat suspiciously, there's no trumpet call. The feast is not even explicitly mentioned. And yet we know that the first day of the seventh month was the Feast of Trumpets. And we know that they knew this. 
Because the text tells us they were reading from the law of Moses. And we also know this because in the next section, they keep the next feast in line that Moses had commanded them. And so what do we make of this? Where are the trumpets? Where's the royal announcement signaling that the people were to pay attention and to respond to what they heard? Well, what we'll see in our text is that it is God's Word itself that acts as as the trumpet call of the feast. You see, like a trumpet call, the Word of God is an announcement that we must all pay attention to. It is a proclamation that we must all understand. The Word of God is a declaration that we all must respond to in faith if we would be saved. For faith comes from hearing. The first thing that we see in our text is that to respond to the Word of God rightly, we must receive the Word of God with reverence. With reverence. What do I mean by receiving the Word of God with reverence? What I mean is that we must receive the Word of God as just that. A Word from God Himself. And as a word from God, a word that must be respected and honored. Look down at the second half of verse 1 there in your text. It tells us that the people of Israel told Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses that the Lord had commanded Israel. The important thing to see here is that phrase, that the Lord had commanded To rightly respond to the Word of God, we must begin with the conviction that the Bible is not the writings of men. It's not the suggestions of theologians. It's not a collection of ancient Near Eastern myths. The Bible is the very command, the very words of God. It has been breathed out by Him. And through the agency of human beings like Moses, God has ensured that what we have recorded for us in human language, in reality, is the very Word of God itself. And so, when the people of Israel gathered together and requested that Ezra read the book of the Law of Moses, they were in fact requesting that Ezra would open up the very oracles of God to them. That they might hear what God is saying to them. Do you know this? Do you believe this? That when we gather as God's people and hear the Bible read, we are hearing the trumpet blast of God's voice? For example, why do we do a call to worship? Who is calling you to worship? Well, it's not me. It's not Shane. It's not Ron or Brett or Mike. We are not the ones who are calling you to worship. It is God who calls you to worship. It is God saying to you in His Word, Come into My presence. Hear My words. Hear My commands. Hear the Gospel of My Son, Jesus Christ. It is God who speaks to us in His Word. Growing up, I remember arguments that I had with my older sister, they would rarely go my way. She was four years older than me. And so she was not going to listen to me when I said, hey, it's my turn to pick the movie. 
It's my turn to ride in the front seat of the car. It's my turn to have the last slice of pizza. But as all younger siblings know, there is a trump card you can play. See, if I said, I want to pick the show, well, that wasn't going to happen. But if I said, Dad says, I get to pick the show. Well, then she had to listen. Because it wasn't my word, it was Dad's word. And Dad's word had power. And on Sunday morning, when I climb the stairs to this pulpit, I am not saying to you, I want you to listen to some stuff that I've come up with over the past week. Rather, I come declaring to you, this is what God says. You can ignore me. You can ignore my words. But God's word cannot be ignored. We must pay attention to it. This is the trumpet that is blasting. Pay attention. God is speaking to His people. In Exodus chapter 20, we are given the Ten Commandments, the summary of God's moral commands. But in Exodus 19, just prior to the giving of the law, we read this. On the morning of the third day, there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud on the mountain and a very loud trumpet blast so that all the people in the camp trembled. And as the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder, Moses spoke and God answered him in thunder. The Word of God is a trumpet blast calling you to pay attention. It is saying this is the very Word of God. You must honor it and you must receive it with reverence. And so, this is why the people were willing to pay attention to God's Word for six hours. If you would look down at verse 3, from morning till midday. This is why they built a wooden platform, a pulpit, to raise Ezra up above the people that he might stand upon it and read God's Word as we see in verse 4. This is why we read in verse 5 that they stood as Ezra read the law. And this is why they lifted their hands, why they bowed their heads in response to God's Word as we read in verse 6. Not because they honored the man Ezra, not because they worshipped a book, but because they knew the man Ezra came on behalf of God. And the book from which he read, while made with earthly materials and written by fallible men, is in fact the divine, infallible, inerrant Word of God. To rightly respond to the Word of God, we must hear the trumpet blast that says, Pay attention! God Himself is speaking to His people. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verses 7 and 8, the Apostle Paul asks this question about trumpets and instruments. Hear what he says. If even lifeless instruments, such as the flute or the harp, do not give distinct notes, how will anyone know what is played? And if the trumpet gives an indistinct sound, who will get ready for battle? 
in asking the question of how we are to rightly receive the Word of God, we must first receive it with reverence as the very Word of God. But second, we must receive it with understanding. For if the blast of the trumpet sounds in a confusing or indistinct manner, then we will not know how to rightly respond to it. If you look at our passage for this morning, you will see the central importance that understanding plays in the text. In verse 2, we see that those who gathered were men and women and all who could understand what they heard. And in verses 7 and 8, if you look down at there, there at your text, we read, The Levites helped the people to understand the law while the people remained in their places. They read from the book, from the law of God clearly, and they gave the sense so that the people understood the reading. To receive the Word of God rightly, we must receive it with understanding. That's why it's so important that we gather on Sunday mornings to hear the Word of God preached. Because we not only need to hear the Word, but we need to have it clearly presented and expounded, opened up, so that we might understand it. Have you noticed yet that I continually ask you to look down at your text? It's a habit that I've developed as a preacher. And I do this because I want you to see, I want you to understand God's Word. I want you to know that it's coming from the Bible. You see, because we not only need to hear the Word of God, we need to have it clearly presented to us. If the trumpet is not clear, how will you know how to respond? Are those notes calling for a retreat or an advance? Are they signaling that we have won or that we have lost? We have to make sure that we understand God's Word if we are to respond to it rightly. Now, in our text, it's very important for the Levites to explain God's Word because much has happened to Israel in the thousand years since the law was delivered. There needed to be contemporary application. God's Word remains the same, but as God's redemptive purposes are fulfilled, our understanding of His Word must develop also. And as those who stand on this side of the cross, We know that to have a proper understanding of God's Word, we must understand it as pointing to fulfilled in Christ. And so in Luke 4, we read of how Jesus preached. He stood up. He read from the prophet Isaiah. And then He preached. He declared, Today this Scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. In Luke 24, we read that the resurrected Lord declared, Everything written about me and the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then He opened their minds to understand the Scriptures. To rightly receive the Word of God, we must understand that it is centered on the person and the work of Jesus Christ. All of God's words speak of Him. And if we don't know that, then we have not received the proper sense of Scripture. Every word speaks His name. And if you do not hear His name, then you do not understand His Word. 
when April and I go through the drive-thru at Wendy's or Taco Bell or whatever fast food restaurant we go to, she has to act as my interpreter. I'm not sure if it's my hearing or some sort of accent, but when the voice comes through the PA system, I can never understand what they say. It just sounds like... And I have to look over at April with pleading eyes. Help me! Because without her help, we will never get our order right. And while we might hear the Word of God, if it is not made clear to us that it all points to Jesus Christ, to His life lived in obedience to God, to His death to free His people from the punishment of sin, to His resurrection as the fulfillment of all of God's promises of salvation, then it is an indistinct call. We do not hear it rightly. The trumpet of God's words calls clearly only when it points us to Jesus Christ. We receive God's word rightly only when we receive it with understanding. Because faith comes through hearing the word of Christ. So we must receive God's Word with reverence as the very Word of God itself. We must receive it with understanding as pointing to Jesus Christ. And finally, we must receive God's Word with faith. With faith. We see this faith in the Word of God expressed in three ways in our text. The first is that the people repented of their sins when they heard and understood God's Word. Look at the second half of verse 9 in your text. Look down there. It says, For all the people wept as they heard the words of the law. They were cut to the heart. As the law of God was read and explained, the people of God realized that they were guilty of breaking God's holy law. They realized that in thought, word, and deed, they had broken God's word, and so they wept. And if we would receive the word of God with faith, we must begin with the acknowledgement that we have disobeyed it, that we have not lived up to His standards. Yet, the second thing we see in the message of God's Word is not only a message of our guilt, but also a message of God's work to save us. Yes, there is bad news. We are sinners. But there is good news. God saves sinners. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And so repentance is part of responding to God's Word rightly. But repentance must move from grief to rejoicing in faith of God's forgiveness to us in Christ. That's why we read in verse 11, look down there. So the Levites calmed all the people saying, Be quiet, for this day is holy. Do not be grieved. The Feast of Trumpets was a holy day. A day set apart to the Lord. 
And a right understanding of God's Word does not end in grief, but rather it ends in rejoicing. Because while God's Word exposes our sin, it also reveals to us that the blood of Christ covers our sin. To have faith in God's Word, we must believe that Christ has died for our sin and we have been forgiven. And the third thing that we see in our text, the way that we are to respond in faith to God's Word is through obedience. Verse 12, look at how they respond. And all the people went their way to eat and drink and to send portions, and to make great rejoicing, because they had understood the words that were declared to them. Faith in God's Word is demonstra- demonstrated through obedience. The people of God heard that they were to celebrate the feast, and so they obeyed. They went and ate meat and drank sweet wine. They made sure that those who were unable to take part in the feast were provided for as well. You see, when we respond to the Word of God in faith, we repent of our sin. We believe that Christ died to save us from the punishment of our sin. And then we go forth in obedience to God's Word. Westminster Shorter Catechism, question 90, asks, How is the word to be read and heard that it may become effectual to salvation? Right? How are we to hear God's word so that it will lead to salvation? The answer, that the word may become effectual to salvation, we must attend thereunto with diligence, preparation, and prayer. Receive it with faith and love. Lay it up in our hearts and practice it in our lives. This is the trumpet blast. Let us not hear an indistinct call. To receive the Word of God rightly, we must receive it with faith. Faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. As the people of Israel stood before their newly finished wall of protection, that Nehemiah had led them in rebuilding. They must have felt a little discouraged. They had put all this effort into building this wall. They had worked hard to make sure that they would not be taken into exile again. But as they read God's Word, they must have realized, if we fail to obey His Word, this wall means nothing. When the trumpet sounded, the walls of Jericho came falling down. When the people of Israel disobeyed God's word, the Assyrians came and took the northern kingdom into exile. When the people of Judah disobeyed God's word, the Babylonians came and they destroyed the very wall that they had just rebuilt. It all is for nothing if the Lord is not on our side. You see, walls stand for generations, but as we can all attest to, walls fall down. And they have to be rebuilt. Yet the teachers of God's law encourage the people in verse 10, Do not be grieved. 
For the joy of the Lord is your strength. The word translated strength means fortress or shelter. It's rather clear what the Levites were saying to the people. This wall is not our fortress. One day it will fall. Do not put your faith in walls. For our strength, our fortress is the word of God. Don't rejoice because we have a wall. But rather rejoice because we have something stronger than a wall. We have the word of God. It is sounding the trumpet call. Respond with reverence. Embrace it with understanding. Receive it with faith. For when we receive the word of Christ in faith, we receive our fortress. We receive our salvation. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.